0: you all good then? Yeah! Erm... Um, what okay. the fuck is that? I Oh, stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Like him in the presence of royalty. What do you mean royalty? Well, you're a certain uh, reigning champion. Oh yeah, Mr. Drag Idol 2019. Weird. So what So it's like a
1: national competition.
0: Um, that different venues. As you from. heard
1: about it,
0: I I know your predecessor Felix Leprince. Yeah. So I was there last year when. Oh right, yeah. Wish she won, yeah. And she was halfway to her. She was,
1: yeah. So basically, the way it works is that um, there's, yeah, like eight, or this year there were 18 different venues from around the UK. Um, and basically, they end up, uh, they, they, they have their own venue heats and venue finals and stuff. And so then all 18 venues end up with a representative. And so I was halfway to Hepland's representative. Um, and. But how did it go about?
0: Did they approach you? Did you find No. Anna, so Anna? basically,
1: um, because I'm severely unemployed at the moment, I have to kind of, you know, hustle and make that dollar (laughs) or the pound over here, Um, and
0: stay creative.
1: Stay creative, and nothing against people working at Harrod spraying perfume or any of that, but it was sort of my mission to kind of stay out of that kind of agency world and try and be. I mean, it's everyone's dream just to stay creative and be making money from stuff that they love. And sort of post kinky boots, I was, I kind of figured out that I was good as a, as impersonating woman. And so, um, that could kind of make me a bit of money. Good bonus uh, tricks, sir. That's right. Thank you. I grew up myself. Um, um, yeah, and so I was kind of, I actually, I asked a few drag queens sort of how they got their, their starts and their, their names out there and, and they all kind of said, do drag idol just because it's everyone who books drag queens sort of. Seize Drag Idol um, and so I was just doing it just for exposure I was not expecting to get very far let alone um, win. The win the damn thing um,
0: yeah and I won it because I saw you back in January Kiki Cabaret singing Let It Go yeah which you, you did which I then <laughs> sang to- yeah. yes. the final Figured, oh, I might do this. I mean, I'd
1: I'd started investing in my own wigs and (laughs) things, and um, and it was sort of always a a real interest to kind of see what it was like in in the real world because it's it's so hard going from a show as established as Kinky Boots where you you've got an incredible wig team of you know. 10 people as well as then a wardrobe team of 10 people and um they're doing maintenance every day and they're washing your wigs and washing your wig lace and you know sewing up holes in your stockings and they'd basically i literally would go and do my face and then they'd throw things at me and i'd put them on um but so doing it freelance by yourself is a whole different beast and yes i kind of got little tips and tricks from from people in those in those amazing Wigan wardrobe teams, um, but it's, it's a lot more work than I thought it would be. Really? A lot more work. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, because it is so much hard work, when it does sort of come off, it's a lot more rewarding as well. And I mean, I, I've got an incredible drag mother um, called Bunny Galore, who's quite a well-known I love um, pop, fiction, horror, um, cult classic kind of yeah. drag queen and she hosts a lot and does a lot of the Comic Con exactly. kind of stuff. Um, and she um, she was one of our weak mistresses on Kinky Boots.
0: I didn't realise that. Yeah, so
1: that's how we met and yeah. um, she's an absolute sweetheart and so she she has really helped me in the last couple of months, she'll teach me the tricks of the trade and yeah, and where did your name come from? Did someone suggest that, did you come up with yourself? That's um, a very clever. Word. Well, I, so it, it, it sort of came from because I did Kinky Boots in Australia, and I did Kinky Boots over here. And my Kinky Boots name, I'm not going to mention because it's embarrassing, and nobody ever needs to hear it ever again. But my, um, I, so I, I created a, a new name over here, um, and because I was, a, I, I was the only international in yeah. the West End cast. I mean, there were people from Scotland, but that's may as well be international but no um, um, uh, yeah so I um, I was the only international in on the cast and I was the only Australian obviously yeah. um, and so I wanted something Australian and I, I at, at that point um, I kind of knew that I would potentially want to maybe keep this drag name because we, we have such a loyal um, fan base at Kinky Boops, especially in the West End yeah um, I sort of wanted to pick a name and establish that so then I could take that on We'll steal it from Kinky Boots and um, and you know keep flogging the horse until yeah. Um, I'm not sure where that analogy was going. Cut that out. Um, but yeah so Carla Bear is my is my drag name and it's like koala bear but yeah. Carla. Yeah um, I get it. just yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean sometimes sometimes it needs to be oh, sometimes <laughs> it needs to be explained. Like like, yeah.
0: You don't need to explain it. We well, get well, it. Well that's good. you guys
1: I'm glad that, you know, the language barrier isn't... <laughs> that's in, what so. I mean, it's a very clever name. Thank you. Yeah. Because I, I, get, I, I get some drunk people coming up to me and they're saying, Carla Bear, that's a <laughs> shit name. And I'm like, well... And I explain it and they're like, oh, actually, that's quite a good name. And I'm like, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Thought long and hard. Um, but no, I was, I was christened <laughs> Carla Bear in, um, in Kinky Boots uh, for the West End, Whatever would have been about July last year.
0: And then the rest is history. So let's talk about Kikabits. So you started it over in Australia? In Australia, yeah. Um, was that part of the original cast over there? Yeah,
1: so there, there's only ever been one cast. Right. Um, we kind of just did... It's in, uh, Australian contracts work differently to sort of UK Western contracts. Um, basically, a lot of the time you're employed for 14 months, and within that 14 months, the producers can sort of send you to any city within Australia they want to. Um, usually within 14 months you'll definitely do Melbourne and Sydney and then you'll usually do Brisbane as well. Um, And they they were the three cities that we did. Um, And so you sort of sit in a theatre for about four or five months. So it's not like a UK tour where you're in a different theatre every couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, so I was in the original original and only Kinky Boots cast um, over there in Australia. And one of um, the UK's Best and brightest stars. Callum Francis was our Lola, yes. so he was he was um, a swing and a Lola cover over here in the original West End cast, and then um, he was shipped off over to Australia. They um, to and then uh, shipped Port? and then well shipped back here first to open yeah. the UK tour, and then shipped abroad. Like, but Callum's, Callum's amazing. Um, so we 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 really had a, a lovely strong principal cast to sort of carry the show, which was nice. Um, and the ensemble alright as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was I was I was I was a swing in Australia, and then when I came over here, I was just a plain old angel.
0: Did you have the Union Jack dress over there? Oh,
1: over, uh, over there we did, yes. But it wasn't yours. It wasn't mine. I but was I was nice I was the purple the purple ticket taker. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Love it. Is that Jason Winters? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. I know, all oh, the characters. You do. It's a bit scary. <laughs> I'm a fangirl. Um well, So, what made you come over to England? Um, I've sort of always wanted to live over here. But you didn't come initially to be in Kinky booth. No, no. You that was over.
1: That was purely a very, very lucky coincidence. Yeah. Really lovely timing. So you um, decided to move over here? Yeah, so I mean, I, I came over here when I was 11, and I, I mean, I, I grew up with Julie Andrews basically. She was my childhood. And so I kind of moved over here for Julie Andrews and Prince Harry, to be honest. (laughs) And was it what Uh, you
0: expected when you arrived?
1: um, Well, I mean, I'd I'd also been over here. I I had... I mean, they're not dead yet. They're they're still here. I (laughs) I have some really, really close best friends that live over here as well, that I studied with in Australia. Um, Declan Egan, actually, you interviewed him last week, I think. yeah, and so I, I had some really um, some really close friends over here. And so I, I'd come over here to visit them a couple of times and I'd just kind of, every time I was over here, I'd never wanted to go home. Yeah. Um, and so I sort of bit the bullet and finally made the move over here. And luckily Kinky Boots was um, was auditioning and because it was the same, same um, international creatives with Jerry Mitchell and stuff, um, with the final say on the casting and things like that, I'd kind of... Put in some groundwork with with him because he worked with us in Australia, and um, so I was very lucky that um, I mean I, I I still had to audition, I still had to be approved by all the powers that be, but lucky that there was a role that was right for me that was opening up in the West
0: End, and I hopped straight in. And you saw it to the end. Yeah. Sadly. yeah. Was it a shame? Would you like to do it a little bit longer?
1: Um, I mean, I I loved the show. Um, I think. Over here, it's a different beast, especially when a UK tour opens up. Yeah, just because, and it completely makes sense. People stop travelling into London to see a West End show when they can see it much closer to home. Um, so, it sort of made sense that the show was closing on the West End, and I think it's always best for a show to close when it's still having a really great run. We we were still playing to full houses, right up until the end, um, and it was still a really lovely environment to work in, and everyone still really wanted to be there, and it was, I think, although it was obviously really sad, I think there's a huge hole now in the West End where Kinky yeah. Boots was. Um, it yeah it's it was it was a really lovely time. To to finish up, yeah.
0: And you also Priscilla, weren't
1: you? I was. I did Priscilla on um, on the cruise ship, That's a bunch on the, of um, on the Norwegian Epic, and actually that was one of my favourite shows I'd, yeah. I've I've done. I um, I played the role of Tick, who is the Hugo Weaving character with the sun. I'm not sure how, I could have a son just <laughs> yet. But um, <laughs> I mean, technically, because I, I I did I did Priscilla when I was. 26. So you've always enjoyed putting the frock on then. Well actually t- funnily enough Kinky Boots, I'd, I'd booked Kinky Boots in Australia. Australia cast what, 12 months in advance, crazy crazy cast times. Um, and so I'd booked Kinky Boots Australia in the February but I wasn't starting until October I don't think. So I had a, a sort of eight, nine month gap to fill um, and I then this, this cruise ship contract came up and it was only for five months and it literally finished the week before King Boots was starting rehearsals um, and it was always a show I wanted to do and I kind of, you know, fancied a bit of a European summer holiday yeah. and getting paid for it and um, so I absolutely jumped at that because it, it, it was the perfect time filler. Um, and I, yeah, was, I, was, I was on there from from March till September of of that year, and it was it was great. The show is so beautiful, and I think as well, being being an Australian show, created in Australia, but also it was it's um, it comes from Sydney, like that's that's where the show, that's where the movie and the, and the show starts, and so it, it was coming from my home as well, which so it was lovely to to be involved. Do you miss Australia? You say you love London but I miss I miss, the, I miss, miss about the people. Obviously, obviously I miss my family, my parents and my sister and my sister in law and actually I've got I've got a massive, massive extended family. Um, so I, I really obviously miss all of them and I miss a lot of friends over there as well. Um, but I I went home a couple months ago, and well, it was the first time I'd been home in sort of sixteen months, and I was thinking, oh, I'm, I'm probably going to go home and realise how much I miss it. And I went home, and yes, it was lovely to see everyone, and it was nice to be home. But at the same time, I then miss London almost immediately. So I think, without sounding like a wanker, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the right place for me at the moment. Which, which, and, and, and going back to Australia, that just kind of solidified that, which was nice.
0: Yeah, so talking about your cabaret, yeah. which is called Almost Home. Almost Home, the untold oh, stories was, of Judy Garland. Yeah, because yeah. originally I thought it was going to be like Declan's. So Declan's is doing a, a cabaret all about finding a home yeah. in different places. It's yours is This no, is based no. on biography. Yeah, so I
1: wrote this show in, in Perth, actually, in Australia. I was there with Wicked. Um, and I was one of the off-stage swings, so I had a lot of time off stage, um, and so I had a lot of time just to sort of either watch Netflix or write a show. Um, and so, so you must,
0: did you read the book?
1: Yeah, I. You what know, was the name of the book? Um, it's called "Weep No More, My Lady," um, and it's an autobiography written by Mickey Deans, who yeah. was Judy Garland's fifth and final husband. Yeah. Um, he was the one who unfortunately found her overdose in the bathroom. Um, and basically he goes through and tells all these stories, um, that Judy had told him about her life. Um, and it really, um, also almost scarily so syncs up chronologically with all of her most famous songs wow. as well. Um, so basically, yeah, I. I I play Mickey Deans in in this show Um, and we sort of set it up as if he's being interviewed to write the book Um, and so he's kind of telling these stories and then we go into different male arrangements of Judy Garland's most famous songs Is stuff that people never would have known or heard about, Um, and because I it was it was I I wrote it in Australia at a time where there were a lot of cabaret artists doing um, doing a lot of cabaret shows about about someone else. And they they were they were playing Jimi Hendrix, they were they were playing Barbara Streisand, they were playing Bette Midler. They were actually playing the roles, and they were all fabulous. But um, it sort of started to become a little bit oversaturated, and so I had to find a a a different point of view. And so I yeah, I, I figured to tell it through Mickey's eyes. It was a nice juxtaposition. That's not the right word. It was it was it was just
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. And what's your favourite song from the
1: show? I love the Trolley song, Yeah. Um, I also, there's a song that we end with that I love as well but that's a, a bit of a secret mashup that I don't want to give away to Is too, it just too. you or is there, have you got guests? Just me um, and an accompanist as well. Um, yeah, so it's...
0: And how's it evolved? To, so you originally did it in 2016?
1: Yeah, so I, I actually, so I, if, if, even though I wrote it just to kind of fill in time, I, my, I, my main reason for writing it was for the 2016 Sydney Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras Festival. Yeah. Um, and so that's I, I wrote it and submitted it for the Mardi Gras Festival and performed it then in, two th- in March of 2016. And that was just before I jumped on the cruise ship for Priscilla um and i've sort of i've always really wanted to sort of come back and do it again, but I've luckily been employed and not not had the time um and now I'm really unemployed um i I do have the time and and the resources to be able to to do it and I'm lucky I've got in, an incredible production team um in Lambert jackson yeah um who uh Really great producers, a really exciting new up and coming producers that are doing some incredible stuff, and they kind of approached me and said, "Let's let's do some got stuff a lot together." Going on at the other palace and Kedaga Hall. Yeah, and, and they've they've just announced a um, a concert version of Doctor Zhivago um, with Ramin Karamalu and and yeah. some really incredible people, um, which is like, massive.
0: Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, a little bit, but um, no. Um, it's. I was really excited to have been approached by them. I mean, one of one, one of one of them is another best friend of mine, yeah, so it kind of also made sense. But, um, no, never yeah. them, but no, <laughs> no, no,
0: no. Showbiz, not show friends, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And how has it been coming back to the show? Do um, has it
1: been exciting? Really again. exciting and surprisingly, because it it has been two They'll years, be 11, more a than again. two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, Judy's sort of now, you know, on repeat yeah. on my Spotify, and and I mean, did not mean it at all, but really timely with the new Judy movie coming mm. out with Renee Zellweger. Um, I'm hoping they don't have any stories that contradict my stories, um, but. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it's been lovely just to re rediscover it all. Yeah.
0: Um, do you think you'll do anything else with it? Yeah,
1: okay. I I really hope so. And this is this is sort of a, a test because obviously only Australian audiences have seen it. Like, this is this is the first time an international audience has seen it. Um, so it's the UK premiere, um, which is which is really exciting. And I I would really love to. Um, I would really love for it to have leads because I'm I'm really proud of it, yeah. and I I do think it is quite a nice show, um, quite a nice show. Not really selling myself. <laughs> <much>. um, <laughs> yeah. It's really great, definitely. It's amazing, to, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. But did it did it win awards or something? Um, it was it. The, the, there weren't it was awards. It sort sold of out, though, didn't. They? Yeah, and yeah. it was it really some really lovely reviews from Broadway World and things like that, and um, yeah. So we're just kind of test, uh, testing the waters with an international audience, but I kind of know, again, without sounding too cocky, I I know that London audiences are going to love it because yeah. it's Studio it's Garland, love Judy. Exactly. it's Studio Garland, and I, I I never I a a lot of people sort of expect because now I'm only ever um, employed as a woman. <laughs> Basically, um, a lot of people are sort of expecting when I say that I'm doing a Judy Garland show, they expect that I do Judy Garland in drag or that I impersonate her. And I, 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 she's sacred to me, and I, she's one of those icons that I don't think should be touched unless you yeah. can do it yeah. perfectly. Um, and so, I, I'm way too tall to play Judy Garland, but <laughs> um, no, I, so I, I, it was really important to me not to ever um impersonate her or anything like that it's it paints her in the most beautiful light because she was a really beautiful yes she was absolutely troubled um but she was a really beautiful soul and i think the stories that i tell with match with the uh, different arrangements the new arrangements of songs that again people wouldn't have heard like heard these songs like this before um i think it yeah, it's it's really really lovely tribute to Judy.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And what else do you hope for in the future? Do you want to play more boys? Yeah,
1: I mean, fun? look, I I moved to London to got like dream roles. Um, anything that pays. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean, I I would love to be Elder Price in Book of Mormon. I would love to. Yeah. I would love to eventually, you know, in I mean, ten years time, because I'm not that old yet. Um, I'd love to play Valjean in Les Mis or nice. um, Phantom in like all the I mean, all the typical tenor roles,
0: male roles. I would love to. What about Wicked? When you were a swing, was there any parts that you were like, ooh?
1: Uh, the one role I didn't cover that I wish I was able to was Fiero, and yeah. I, I would love to play Fiero. Um chop this on. Yeah. Mm. Um yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm at the point in my career now where I'm still really happy to do anything. Um within I, reason. Within reason. Um unless you pay me enough money <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, um but then I'm also like it's it's a it's a weird um because then I'm also finding real love for the drag scene and I would, yeah. I would love to be on something like RuPaul's Drag Race and I mean if, if, if me being a famous drag queen means that I can then go on and play lead roles on the West End then I'm very happy.
0: So I was about to ask that? Are you looking forward to the British version? I'm
1: really interested to, to see, see what, it what it's like. Um, it's the English drag queen scene is so different to the American drag queen scene. But then at the same time, it's becoming more and more influenced, especially with the young generation of queens that are coming into it that sort of maybe haven't been able to experience the real London scene yet. And they can only watch what's online, which is mainly American RuPaul's drag queen stuff. Um, drag race stuff rather. I am really interested to see how it translates and because yeah, it's, it's just so different. And I think the show itself, the structure of the show and is so American reality TV, which absolutely is brilliant to watch. I, I'm addicted, I'm one of those people that has a timer set for, and I go off social media altogether for 24 hours before and after it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's, it's gonna be really interesting, but I'm really excited to see what it's like. What's the drug scene like in
0: Australia then? Does it sit somewhere in between?
1: Yeah, I mean, so li- like live singing drag queens are enormous over here. Live singing drag yeah. queens and then quite conceptual like comedy queens that do really amazing lip syncs. Um, that's like the, the, the London scene is so varied and so diverse. Um, Australian drag queens, um, I mean, S- uh, Sydney and Melbourne have a huge drag scene. So does Brisbane really. Um, and Perth has quite a lovely drag scene as well. It's, it's very much, um, production shows though. Like you'll go to a bar on a Friday night and there'll be two 15 minute production shows with three drag queens and they're like full costume, full set, full everything. So rather than a solo queen singing live at somewhere like halfway to heaven or Admiral Duncan, it's very much more of a production show set, but it's just on for 15 minutes and then that's sort of the show for the night, um, but it's it's a really healthy scene, um, yeah, but it, again, it was nothing that I really was able to break into because I was always in a show, so it's
0: nice to finally sort of trial it out over here, yeah? Yeah, incredible. Yeah. So remind us, when is Almost Home? It's the
1: 2nd of August. Um, at nine fifteen pm.
0: Yeah. Crazy cuts. At crazy cuts. There we are. Mm-hmm. We yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. so well. Thank
1: you. Oh. Rude. Uh, uh, I'm wearing white today for a reason.
0: Accentuates your term. It's on the virgin. Rude that's, that's not what Deckman told oh, me Oh Don't listen to Deckman even at all But come and see
1: His <laughs> show as well It's great You I, should pair it With the boys from Oz Yeah That's, that's definitely A cabaret Yeah I'd come see that I'm going to Trademark
0: that now So you can't Boys from Oz I yeah. think Hugh Jackman
1: oh, that's, that's the boy from Oz
0: Yeah but You'd be boys with a Z Yeah I mean you've been On the cover of Boys magazine I have Yeah Cover boy Cover oh, that was, that was That was cover girl Really but yeah. but yeah, no, I have. Yeah, yeah. exciting. Maybe
1: maybe some exciting stuff for next week's issue as well. Ooh, Just a bit so of a bit of a scoop. Bit of a scoop. Grab your copy now. Well, you grab it next week because I'm not.
0: Yeah, but this will go anymore. out next week.
1: Oh, then grab it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. Oh,
0: this isn't live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pre-record. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you very much, Mister. Thank it's been a you for pleasure. having me. Thank you very much. You did go back to the gym. You're looking a bit. Um... How dare you, <laughs> I'm a lady now. I'm a lady. I can't... No, no, I'm joking. You look incredible. Oh, thank you.
1: Cameron Michael ate eight for days. Yet. I wish.
0: You don't have to paint that cleavage under. No.
1: Thanks for having me. You're
0: welcome.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna say you, please.